Yeah, dear God, we thank you today. We thank you that uh, we are able to come here and just worship your name, have joy and peace and faithfulness, and Father, that we love you. Amen. Amen. Hope you guys had a great week. Tristan, can you right there on your mic just tell us a little bit about the stakeout? Did we catch anybody on the stakeout? We caught about 18 giant fish on the stakeout. We had Gino. We had Wayne. We had Pastor Louie. You know, there were some guys that didn't even go to church that were there Thursday, Wednesday night. They I heard the free neighbors state. rode up on bicycles. <laughs> i tell you what we had. and it's, it's we had a good time with guys just hanging out and talking about anything and everything, including the sun, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We had a group of guys playing music and banging on the drum, and, and uh, we had a group of guys chit-chatting about Life in the old days, I had a fireman there. Where you at, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> John was there. So um, lots of good conversations, lots of talking about uh, the men in the church, and uh, just a great, great time of fellowship. So thank you guys for coming. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Anybody here testify about the... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you. And, and bless my mother-in-law and my wife, because it only took them an hour and a half to clean up after our mess. And I stopped by delivering some things on the way, and I got a piece of those soft Hawaiian rolls, and I dipped it in the roux and the gravy that Tristan had made, and I ate it. And I dipped again. I double dipped. It was just that good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A report from anyone on the women? We got it coming. Drum roll. Don't you hear it? Yeah. Here comes Bonnie. She's it was going to tell rich you. in food and scripture. Rich in scripture. Yes. The women had a really good time too. We didn't have steak like the men, but we had... A good time, good food, good fellowship. We, uh, Pastor Mona taught us on onward and upward mm -hmm. and the value of pressing through and looking up. It was a great teaching. We all had a good time. We had about 18 women also. So thank you ladies for attending and um, we're looking forward to next month. Hallelujah. And for those of you who want to know, no, Tristan did not send me steak. Thank you so much, Tristan. <laughs> but I heard all about it. It's because there wasn't any left. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hey, don't forget Enoch prayer coming up on the 26th at 6 p.m. Uh, Linda's really got a great format the way she does it. I mean, it's, it's really impactful. And uh, you can be a part of it by verbalizing the prayers that she offers or just sitting there and soaking it up. It's uh, it's green flag, the checkered flag. It's an hour, so it's an hour of good, solid, invested time. And I would just recommend if you haven't come at 6 o'clock on the 26th, start off the year uh, a little different this year and give it a try. Hallelujah. We need you. Hallelujah. And now we get to continue our worshiping with the giving of our tithes and offerings. Yeah. 
Dear God, you give us all things, and Father, we know that through you we exist. And we thank you, Father, for being so faithful to us and allowing us to be a pass-through of your goodness. Amen. Hallelujah. So let me ask you a question. What would you do if you found out you inherited $18 billion? <laughs> Pass out. <laughs> uh, and after I got up from passing out, I'd go buy me a brand new four-door, four-wheel drive, white, jacked-up GMC pickup truck. That's what I'd do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So $19 billion is what uh, King Charles inherited from Queen Elizabeth. I mean, that's a lot of juice right there. And, you know, you've got to know what to do with that kind of juice. Dave Ramsey, he, uh, he did a study just last year on 10,000 millionaires in the United States. And here's what he found. 79% of them, or almost 8,000, received no inheritance. About 16%, or 1,600, received about $100,000. And only 3% or 300 received a million dollars or more. So most of those folks that are millionaires in America in 2022, according to Dave Ramsey, inherited less than a million dollars. Only 3% inherited. Most of them earned it. And, and so as you think about wealth and as you think about property, as you think about things, I want you to know that this is the third part in a three-part series of spiritual estate planning. We started with the first one on investments. And we talked about how earthly investments will fade away, but heavenly investments are here to stay. And how God is not against investing. He talked about uh, investing money. and he, he gave a parable of where the master uh, gave certain workers of his you know, five talents and two talents and one talent. He praised those that invested wisely, and he was not happy with the one that didn't do anything with it. He's trying to show us that investing in things is important. The next one was insurance. And, you know, you don't need insurance until you need it. And when you need it, you really need it. If you think you're going to get some life insurance when you're laying in bed at night and you're starting to have chest pain, it's too late. If you're in the three-day cone and you're thinking, well, Tracy, did we, did we have that flood policy? It's, it's too late. It's too late for that sort of stuff, insurance. And I gave the example of the man on the cross beside Jesus Christ who was hanging there. The one criminal was mocking Jesus. The other criminal saying, we don't, we deserve this. You don't. Will you remember me? And Jesus said, I'll remember you in paradise. 
Now, I'll tell you, I don't recommend waiting until the last minute to come to Jesus Christ. But I will tell you that he's there waiting with open arms ready for you. So inheritance about, is about the transfer to the heir of once the owner dies. You get wealth transferred, property transferred. I'll go a little further here in a few minutes. But there's a lot of things you get transferred from those that you're an heir from. I'll just give you a couple of examples here in the United States. Christy Walton, she was the wife of John Walton of Walmart. $18.2 billion is what she inherited. And the children of Frank Mars, the Milky Way bar, if you've ever had a Milky Way bar, Apparently, there's a lot of them that are sold because the three children inherited $26 billion each. And, of course, just recently here in the news, Lisa Marie Presley and Elvis's um, estate, she inherited $100 million. So, you see, inheritance is something that you pass down. If you're the one that has it. And inheritance is the one that you receive if you're getting it passed down. Inheritance is in Scripture. Uh, first, Abraham. I want you to listen to Abraham. In Genesis 13, 14, and 15, it says, The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, Look around where you are to the north and to the south, to the east and to the west. And the land that you see, I'm going to give you and your offspring. Abraham was going to inherit land from God. But he was not only going to inherit it for him, he was going to inherit it for his offspring. We are the offspring of Abraham. It says in Romans 4.13 that it's not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. Because the Scripture talks about how God counted it to righteousness for Abram. He, he credited it to him. He said, I'm giving you this not because you're righteous, but I'm crediting your righteousness because of your faith. But Abraham or Abram wasn't the only one. Also Moses in Deuteronomy 4.20. And this is what it says. But as for you, the Lord took you and brought you out of the iron-smelting furnace, out of Egypt, to be the people of his inheritance. I want you to know today that God gave an inheritance to the people. Now, we're going to really focus on you and I in just a moment. But he gave this inheritance to the people. And also, after Moses died, to Joshua in Joshua 1, 5, and 6. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And he's telling them to be strong and courageous because you'll lead these people to inherit the land. I swore to their ancestors to give them. You see, if God is giving them land to inherit, I want you to know that God owned the land. God owns the earth and the fullness thereof. It's all his. 
And he wants us like he did with Adam. He wanted Adam to take dominion over the land. He wants us to take dominion over the land. He wants to give it to us as a people. He wants to give it to us as a tribe. He wants us to bring us out of captivity in Egypt. He wants us to get us out of our mind of captivity and open up our mind to what we might inherit from him through Jesus Christ. He wants us to enjoy the inheritance that he has for us. But he not only wants us to enjoy it, he wants us to rule over it and reign over it with Jesus Christ. You know, you think of the story of the prodigal son. You know, he, in Luke 15, he wanted his share. I want you to know that we can be pretty selfish when it comes to inheritance. Having just gone through... uh Last year or so, the death of my mother first and then father, I was amazed at how well it went. You hear all the stories. You're involved in all of them if you ever have been. And it's funny how $1,000 here or there will tear people apart and they'll never talk again. I, I was so fortunate with uh, my brothers and sisters. You know, we made a we made a promise to each other. When we do this, Father was the last one to die. We're not going to let anything stand between us. And we sat down and agreed to that. Now, you, know, you can agree to one thing, and doing it's another. But you see, the inheritance that they left us was more than property and money. The inheritance that they left us was love and joy and peace and patience. It was kindness and gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's what we inherited from them. And I want you to know that that inheritance that we got from them was much greater than the physical inheritance that we got. Yeah, this prodigal son, he wanted his stuff. He wanted his inheritance before his father died. And the father gave it to him, and he went off, and he wasted it. So common for those that get things they can't handle. You see, you've got to be prepared for the inheritance that God has for you. Earthly inheritance are things and stuff, money and land. But as you'll see in Scripture, people aren't just concerned with that sort of inheritance. Listen to the parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke 10, 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus, just said, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus went on to explain who his neighbor was with the parable of the Good Samaritan. You see, in order to inherit kingdom inheritance, You've got to understand kingdom principles. You can understand earthly principles, and you can have an attorney help you understand your inheritance. You can have a CPA help you understand what you need to do with the money and how you need to do it. But I'm going to tell you that an, a heavenly inheritance is worth more than anything on earth because it's eternal. There was another story about the rich man in the kingdom of God in Mark 10. And Jesus started on his way, and a man ran up to him and fell at his knees before him and said, Good teacher, 
What must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, one is an expert in the law. And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Your neighbor is yourself. Well, who's my neighbor? But then here comes a man, this rich, and he's already got money. And he's saying, well, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? He says, well, you need to follow these commandments. And, and the rich man says, well, I've done that since I was a, a boy. He said, ah, so take everything that you have, sell it, give it to the poor, and follow me. You see, there's going to come a time in our life, and the time is close for many. There's going to come a point when we have to decide, are we going to have an earthly inheritance, or are we going to have a heavenly inheritance? We're going to have to make a decision on how we live our lives if we're going to set our mind on earthly riches or heavenly riches. You're going to have to make a decision on what your mindset is going to be in order to do that. And there's only one way to get there. Listen to Hebrews 5. I'm sorry, Hebrews 9, verse 15. For this reason... Christ is a mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from sins committed under the first covenant. A heavenly inheritance starts with Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 1 it says this in verse 7. In him, in Jesus, we have redemption or inheritance through his blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. God's grace is free for us. Even in 1 Peter 1, 3 and 4, it says, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He's given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And He's given it to us and into an inheritance that can never perish spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. You see, we've got an inheritance. Money, gold, silver will pass away. An inheritance in heaven will not. And we were redeemed with an inheritance. First Peter 1 says this, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable perishable things. You, You can't buy an inheritance in heaven. You may have enough money, you think, but you can't purchase it. You were redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold, your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers but with the precious blood. You see, we inherit things from our forefathers. I don't know what it is you may have inherited from your forefathers. Some may have inherited hate from their forefathers. You may have inherited unforgiveness from your forefathers. 
You may have inherited drug addictions, alcoholism, death from your forefathers. You may have inherited a hateful, scornful way to deal with those that don't look like you, talk like you, think like you, act like you. You may have inherited abuse. You may have inherited the deepest, darkest things that you wouldn't want to share. But let me tell you this. The bottom line is this. What's most important is not the inheritance you get, but the inheritance that you give. You may have inherited all of these things, and I'm telling you that through a relationship with Jesus Christ, through a daily walk with the Lord, you've got to concentrate on this stuff. It's not like you've got to do ABC. It's not through the law. James says that if you fail in one, you, you fail them all. But it's through a relationship with Jesus Christ that you can change the inheritance. You see, what you do with your life is passed down. It's an inheritance. And you've got to decide what it is you're going to pass down. And if you have received something, I'll tell you, that your heirs can inherit good or bad from you. If, if you've gotten passed down to you, hate and resentment, if you've got passed down to you and your family divorce, you don't have to pass it on. If you've inherited things that are derogatory, you don't have to pass it on. If you've inherited an attitude that is critical and judgmental to something that everybody says to you, if you've inherited something that when someone talks to you and you know every answer to every question before they say it, if you've inherited a, I can finish the sentence. If you've inherited a, I can do it better than you can. If you've inherited, I'm just going to listen to what you've got to say so that I can formulate an argument against you. If you've inherited that, you don't have to pass it down. It doesn't have to be their inheritance. So what do you do? I'll tell you what you do. Today, this very day, you say no to that. The best time to start a good inheritance was yesterday. The next best time to start a good inheritance is today. Change your mind today. If you've got a losing, depressive attitude that you inherited, if you've inherited from your family diabetes, you don't have to pass it on. I inherited big ears from my father. But I didn't inherit. I didn't inherit hate. You see, he started early with love. 
It's never, ever too late to start. It's never, ever too late to change. It's never, ever too late to begin. I wouldn't say to wait until you're hanging on the cross. But I'll tell you, start today. Start today. Use the power of the Holy Spirit to help you start today to change your life. So that what comes out of you is Jesus and not destruction. What comes out of you is life and not death. What you give to your children or your husband or wife or those that you're close to, your workers, your neighbors, your friends, don't let what comes out to be negative. Let it be positive. Today is your day to start it. And if you know that you've been, you have inherited something that's not good and you realize you've been seeding it off a time, stop it today. Just like you would take out a piece of cancer, stop it today. Take out hate and put in love today. Today's your day. Today's your day to be encouraged, not discouraged. If you've inherited depression and discouragement, I'll tell you, you can change that today. And if you don't, why should I do that? If you don't, you're going to pass down what you've got. Dear Lord, I thank you today. Father, that we don't have to accept. We don't have to inherit what our fathers and mothers gave us that's not of you. But Father, we know that the things that we inherit from you, every single thing that we inherit from you is good and gracious. And we thank you for that today. And Father, right now I ask that you would, with those here and those listening, that you would quicken them right now so that they would realize you want them to inherit your love. You want them to inherit your peace. You want them to inherit your everlasting life. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hello, this is Pastor Louis. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed.